Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're learning through the Psalms what God is really like. And today our journey begins in Psalm 88, Colin. O Lord, the God who saves me, day and night I cry out before you. May my prayer come before you. Turn your ear to my cry. For my soul is full of trouble and my life draws near the grave. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like a man without strength, and so on. Uh, This is another one of these psalms that is relevant for a particular situation. And I I praise God, you know. You you think of the Gideon Bible being in every hotel room and how many desperate people there are in hotels. I know that because I... Of course, I had to live a lot of my life in hotels as I've moved around the world. And um, you can just imagine, you know, somebody in in a time of great need just picking up the Bible and by the, somehow by the grace of God, opening it up at Psalm 88 and identifying with that. Well, that, that's exactly how I feel. That's the circumstance of my life at this time. And then reading on and seeing that, that later, uh, the psalmist says, I call to you, O Lord, every day. I spread out my hands to you. Do you show your wonders to the dead? Do those who are dead rise up and praise you? Is your love declared in the grave, your faithfulness in destruction? Are your wonders known in the place of darkness and your righteous deeds in the land of oblivion? But I cry to you for help, O Lord. In the morning my prayer comes before you. And, you know, uh, God has promised to hear the cry of those who, who, who turn to him. And, and I sometimes think, well, you know, people read this and they do cry out. S- just releases something in their hearts and they just cry out to God. I think often it's, well, God, if you're real, and if you are there, then just do something, reveal yourself to me. And of course he does. So often he does. And that's how many people have come to know the Lord. And then, you see, this is followed by uh, Psalm 89, which is a tremendous psalm. It's a wonderful, wonderful psalm. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. You see, it, Psalm 88, really, somebody who doesn't know the Lord and is crying out in desperation can identify with that. And then the, the person sees the contrast with someone who does know the Lord. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. I will declare that your love stands firm forever that you established your faithfulness in heaven itself. So you see, when you know what God is really like, I don't see how you can refuse to believe in him. Uh, I I, I think those who really know God 
um, you know, who, who he is. They, they do believe in him because I don't think you can really know who he is until you begin to entrust yourself to him. Colin, as you mentioned last week, there are many gods, many different religions in the world. What is it that makes our God, the God of the Bible, so unique? What was it that the psalmist really understood? That you can have now the full blessing and inheritance of God. You don't have to wait till after death until you go to heaven. That Jesus brought heaven to earth now. So you can be forgiven now. You can be accepted by God eternally now. You can receive his spirit now. The kingdom of heaven can become God's gift to you now. It all becomes present. It all becomes real in your experience now. Therefore, you can have an intimate relationship. You can know God now. And that is exactly what God uh, intends. Um, you see, uh, in verse 3 of Psalm 89, we read, uh, you said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn uh, to David, my servant, I will establish your line forever and make your throne firm through all generations. You see, God is a God of covenant. He is a God who calls us. He makes us his own. He makes covenant with us. Now, in that covenant, he has promised not only to love, care, and provide for us, but to be faithful to every promise and to every word that he has spoken. And so, you know, the psalmist goes on, the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness too in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies above can compare with the Lord? Who is like the Lord among the heavenly beings? In the council of the holy ones, God is greatly feared. He is more awesome than all who surround him. Now, this is wonderful because it gives us an insight into heaven. You know, just like in the New Testament, we have an insight into heaven in the book of Revelation. So here in this psalm, we see that the whole host of heaven is, is really worshiping the Lord, is, is focused upon him. O Lord God Almighty, who is like you? You are mighty, O Lord, and your faithfulness surrounds you. You know, it, it's great to know the Lord it, it, because you just know his love. You know his faithfulness. And yes, he is the great one. He is the one, the Lord of heaven and earth who rules um, uh, and reigns and who is going to see his purposes fulfilled. Um, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Love and faithfulness go before you. You see, what a contrast to somebody who's just crying out in desperation because he doesn't know the Lord. Here is someone who knows and understands God. Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you, who walk in the light of your presence, O Lord. They rejoice in your name all day long. They exult in your righteousness, for you are their glory and strength. And by your favor, you exalt our horn. You, you lift us up in strength, that means. Indeed, our shield belongs to the Lord, our King, to the Holy One of Israel. Once you spoke in a vision to your faithful people, you said, I have bestowed strength on a warrior. I have exalted a young man from among the people. I have found David my servant. With my sacred oil, I have anointed him. My hand will sustain him. Surely my arm will strengthen him. No enemy will be subject to 
subject him to tribute. No wicked man will oppress him. I will crush his foes before him, strike down his adversaries. My faithful love will be with him, and through my name his horn will be exalted. I will set his hand over the sea, his right hand over the rivers. He will call out to me, You are my Father, my God, the Rock, my Savior. And you say, Well, What's the significance of this? These, these are words about David. But you see, as it said earlier in the psalm, these are words about David because God made covenant with him. Now, God has made covenant with every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. So you see, the same things are true for us that uh, he will be faithful to us because of his covenant promises. He will bestow strength on us. He will... He, he has anointed us with the Holy Spirit. His hand will sustain us. His, his arm will strengthen us. Uh, our enemies will not overcome us or oppress us, but we will be able to overcome our enemies. And, and we will, uh, that is, you know, all the spiritual forces of wickedness that come against us. We, we, will, we will know his faithful love. We will know that, that everything that the word says about him, his nature and character, who he is, will be revealed in our lives. And we can say with David, you are my father, my God, the rock, my savior. Wonderful. You mentioned the word covenant, that once God has said something, he never changes his mind. His word stands firm forever. The moment he's spoken it, he's never going to withdraw it. No, he, he, God, when, when, when God speaks something, he speaks the truth, see, and because he is the truth, and you can never change the truth. So God never needs to have a change of mind in that sense. So we can always rely and depend upon the word of God. You know, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Um, and the word of God doesn't change because God doesn't change in his character. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So uh, God in his essential being is the one who is, he has always been. And um, therefore, he wants us to know him and what he is really like. And I think this is the exciting thing about being a Christian because, you know, every day, we learn more of him. Every day he reveals more of himself to us. It's like a great adventure, you know, where you're discovering this truth and that truth and this aspect of God's love and faithfulness and then something else. Uh, all the time there's, there's more and more and more to, um, to learn of the Lord. And even, even those times when we turn away from God and or, or are disobedient to him, he, even when, you know, he has to discipline us in love because as the father that he is, he does discipline those who love him. Even when we have to go through those tough times, it's always so that God can bring us back to the place of blessing, to the place where he can fulfill all those covenant promises. And you see, this is, this is how he dealt with Israel. Israel was forever good, departing from the law, ever, forever disobeying God. And yes, he had to deal with them and deal with them harshly sometimes, but always in love to bring them back into relationship with him, back into the blessings that he wanted for his nation, back into the place where they could know that he is their personal God and they are his people. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 